Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful and currently very wet and cold and rainy Southern California. Again, no sympathy coming from the Midwest and the East Coast right now, because cold is all relative. Um, and joining me today, I've got another Q friend, Joe Marquez. Joe, how you doing, man? Oh, Brent, I'm doing so good. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, in the Central Valley, it's nice and rainy as well. But because we don't get to see rain that often, I think it's a really good change and and a, a great for the growers here in California. Oh, absolutely. And and uh, yeah, from from a again perspective, I mean, it's cold. Like it's it's in like the low 40s here, which again is making people in the Midwest and the East Coast just shake their head and disgust at at like what we're complaining about. But I actually. I love it, and uh, there was no inclement weather schedule today at school because um, kids are virtual. <laughs> so, again, one of those bright spots of the pandemic. So, absolutely. Well, Joe, I'm really excited we were to talk with you today. We were chatting before uh, we started recording, but for for folks who are not familiar with you and who you are and who are not yet uh, following the good stuff that you put out on online, give us a little background. Who is Joe Marquez? Yeah. So yeah, I'm Joe Marquez. I'm an educator out of the Central Valley of California. You know, I cut my teeth in education as an eighth grade science teacher. And it's funny, whenever I would tell people that, yeah, I teach eighth grade science, they always say, oh, God bless you. <laughs> right. Because, you know, eighth graders, they're just coming into their own. They're yeah. learning. They're learning all their bodies. Their hormones are everywhere. They haven't learned to quite wear deodorant yet, except by spraying axe the everywhere. Axe, the axe shower. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they always like, God bless you for teaching them. But I loved it. Right. Because because, you know, I, I got into education because I love to coach. Uh, so I started coaching football uh, for the school I ended up uh, teaching at, Alta Sierra Intermediate School. And I just loved that age group because they were all so eager to earn what they had, their personalities. And I really wanted to get into education because of eighth grade kids. And so I, I, I was a, a science major by trade. So I got into the science classroom and loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and then I saw the engagement of utilizing technology in the classroom that I, I started getting more into that, um, which is how I got involved with Q. And uh, now out of the classroom, I work for Q, which I never thought I'd be saying in my life. Uh, but I work for Q as the director of academic innovation. And it's been a phenomenal ride uh, being able to work with teachers across uh, California, Nevada, the rest of the United States, especially during this time of uncertainty and distance learning. Um, and I was telling my buddy, Kyle Anderson, who is your doppelganger, he said, yes. <laughs> um, I was telling him that in, in, in 2019, uh, on our podcast, Sons of Technology, we had these things called edulutions. What do we want in education? What do we want to resolve for this coming year? And I said, I really want to get more teachers to use technology. And boom, it happened. So everybody, I apologize. Uh, that might have been my fault. But hey, you're all using technology. So that resolution, that edulution came true. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Again, that's one of the bright spots. I mean, Brian Briggs in episode 86, we we talked about the silver linings of the pandemic of 2020. And that's one of them. I mean, one of the things that I've been pushing for forever is getting teachers just like classroom website and and providing resources outside of school hours and stuff like that. And bam, 
every single one of our teachers now has a working learning management system, resources 24 seven, it's broken down the walls of, uh, of the traditional classroom. And that's, that's awesome. So, yeah, and you mentioned your podcast at the end, we'll, we'll have you drop the link and, and the name again, just so everybody can connect with that. Cause yeah, you and Kyle do a great job with that one. So definitely we want to plug that at the end, but Today's episode, I mean, every episode of Teaching Tales, we have kind of a theme, and you and I were chatting at uh, the Tulare County Tech Rodeo a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, and and I just said, wait a second, you and I have a similar story recently. Again, another one of the silver linings I think that's come out of the pandemic is the need, really shining the light on the need for balance for mental health, and just for healthy living. I mean, I think because, I mean, gee, we're coming up on about a year since schools shut down, really across the country, but definitely here in California. It was March 13th down here when we when we shut it down. And teachers have been burning it at both ends, burning the candle at both ends, and just going crazy. And They've really discovered the need for balance, the need for whether it's healthy eating, the whether it's exercise, just getting along a healthier path. And you have an amazing story that I would love for you to share. And I have a, a similar story. So I want you to share kind of your journey to that. I mean, we're kind of titling this episode the Fit EDU. I know there's that hashtag going right now. There's fit leaders. There's the the January challenge where every day they're posting pictures of how they're getting healthy. And I want you to share, oops, turn my watch off there. Sorry about that. Say that as a live podcast. We're not even going to cut that out because it's real. (laughs) So uh, uh, share your story, Joe. Like what does your journey to that fit EDU look like? You know, if you were to tell me a year ago, I'd be on a podcast talking about getting fit, I would have said you're out of your mind, right? But but the thing about it is, you know, as a teacher, we give everything we can to our classroom and to our students, right? Mm -hmm. You wake up at six in the morning so that you can get ready and be in your classroom by seven to help those students who need a little bit of help at the beginning, of the class. You work through the classroom day, holding your bladder, not being able to go to the bathroom whenever you want. You're working in your classroom with students at lunch. You're teaching through the end of the day, and then you're possibly going and teaching a sport at the end, and you get done with the day, and you're tired. I mean, you're tired. And so you don't have any time for yourself. Now, multiply that by 10 years, and you start to realize you're not taking care of yourself. And you start giving these excuses to yourself. I don't have the time or I don't have the energy. And I'll tell you, I gave myself those excuses every single day. But I had this statement running through my head in March. And this statement was, I had a teacher while I was training a teacher in the Washington state area uh, back in February before the pandemic hit. And I was training on some technology tools and strategies of getting instant feedback. And this teacher came up to me afterwards and said, Joe, I like everything that you said or you're doing, but I just don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying. I am not a techie person. I can't do it. And I was, and she goes, oh, it might come easy to you, but I can't do it. And I always have this, you know, pre- 
you know, pre-made speech that I give whenever I get that. I always say, I always start to say like, it's not, doesn't come easy to me. It took me years to get this, blah, 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 blah. But she goes, now look, has there ever been anything in your life that you wanted so badly, but you just keep giving up? She mm. goes, that's what technology is for me. Has, is there anything like that for you? And uh, to, to be honest with technology, I've been doing this for so long that all the new stuff does come easy to me. It's all almost the yeah. same. It's like the matrix. It, it, it makes sense. <laughs> Everything right? slows down and you just yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I just took that with a grain of salt. I'm like, I understand. I understand. You know, just keep working at it. But when the pandemic hit, I just heard that teacher over and over in my head. Has there ever been anything in your life that you've always wanted to do, but you keep quitting? And that voice kept reverberating. And I'm saying, yeah, I want to get into shape. Mm. I do, but I've always given the excuse. I've always started and I've stopped. I couldn't string any days together. But then I said to myself, that teacher right now is now forced to learn how to do this. And she's going to be forced to do it. Mm. I go, she's going to be working her butt off to make the impossible happen. I am going to be a testament to her words and I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to get into shape. And the thing I hate doing the worst is running is getting out there and doing that exercise. But every single day I did it. So starting March 18th of 2020, taking that teacher's words, knowing how hard teachers were going to work, I went out every single day in respectable response to what teachers are going to go through. Hardship, frustration, and struggle. And every single day, my knees hurt, my feet hurt, I was tired, but I pushed through it. So I can feel, I can feel that struggle that teachers are going through so that I can have a little bit of empathy for that. When I'm training a teacher and they're struggling, I know exactly what they are feeling because I felt it every single day. So that's where I started my journey. I started my journey and because no teacher has given up, I have not given up mm. because no teacher has taken a day off. I have not taken a day off. So I can say that I have done today I have done about 328 straight days of waking up at five o'clock, getting outside, walking three miles. And then I added on a seven mile run uh, in the, in the past six, six months, right. Slowly getting up to it, but it's, it was for the teachers and for myself to, uh, for me to stop making excuses and put in the work. Wow. And as a, as a leader, I mean, as you're telling me that story, I mean, it may be 40 degrees down here. I'm getting goosebumps for a different, it's for not for the temperature. I mean, because you're walking the, you're walking the talk or you're, yeah, is that right? <laughs> you're not, you're practicing what you're preaching. You're not just saying, well, yeah, you need to do this. I mean, and what a great, what a great example, like the teachers are forced to do it. So let me, let me step alongside you and you're doing something that you've never done before, or that's been difficult that you want to quit on. I'm going to do this and not quit too. So 5am every morning walking and, and, and working out and gosh, that that's, that's phenomenal. And so you said three, like 320 days. So go, going on a year, I mean, of, of, no, no days off. That's fantastic. How, how's it working for you? In the words it's, of Dr. Phil, how's it working for you? It's, it's going great. Right. And, and there's a couple of things that I had to overcome, right? Because it's not just the frustration and the pain and the fatigue. 
it's your own mind yeah. and it's it's the wind and the rain you know all the outside noise coming at you every single day i couldn't tell you how many times i heard what you're doing is not healthy for yourself hmm. you shouldn't be doing it every single day you need to take a day off you need to do this but i know my mind i know my mind if i took one day off my brain would start saying oh why not two Mm. Oh, why not three? And I'd get back into that same routine where I would just start and stop again. And I said, you know what? The future is uncertain. The days of work will be uncertain. The days of traveling will be uncertain. There will be a day that I break my streak, but I won't break it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pomp and circumstance will break it. I am not going to break it. I'm going to let the future break it at that moment. But if I have the will, I'm going to find the way. And every single day I break on through. Now, that is to say I'm not pushing myself to the limit every sure. single day, right? There's some days where I'll walk my three miles and instead of running on my treadmill, I'll put like a six incline and I'll do a nice brisk walk for about three more hours or three more miles, not hours. <laughs> but that's, that's me knowing my body and saying, I can't run today. I sure. need to take a break, but I'm not taking a day off. So I take my breaks but I don't take my days off because again, teachers, even on the weekends, you know, your brains are working even on the weekends, you know, you're planning for Monday. So while you're not actively working yourself to the bone on the weekends, you're still actively working up in your brain. And that's what I want to emulate when I can every yeah. single day. Gosh. I, and, and I mean, there's an audio podcast. So people listening right now are, are not seeing, I mean, you and I are on a zoom right now. I mean, you look great, man. <laughs> you look, you look fantastic. And I mean, you've, it, it's worked. I mean, your, your, your discipline, your dedication have, have completely paid off. Well, I, I appreciate it. Right. So here's the thing. I stopped looking at myself in the mirror for the longest time, for the longest time. Uh, I, the facial hair that I used to have, I grew it as big as I could. So you couldn't see my double chin. Hmm. Right. I would wear the darkest clothes because dark clothes cover up how big you are, I assumed, right? But in my mind, when I saw myself in the mirror, I didn't see myself as gigantic. I, I didn't. And um, I, I, I saw myself as this is what I saw myself every day. But the power of Google, right? Those, mm. those, those Google nests, right? And those, those Google Chromecasts, when they show your history, and I see myself just eight, nine months ago. I go, who is that guy? Yeah. And then I walk into my, my, my wife's office and I say, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry because I, I was not happy. I was not, I was not me. Mm. Uh, but I finally found myself, right? And a hundred pounds later, which I didn't get into this wanting to lose a hundred pounds. It just happened you know, yeah. just by doing what you do. But I, I am so much happier now. My mind is happier now. Um, I wear pink jackets, right? Because <laughs> I, I'm happy to be seen and there stand out well, before I wanted to be in the back of a crowd. It's so interesting the way that we try to protect ourselves from failure, from any, any, any kind of, 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 of hard hardships, Right. I never wanted to put myself out there to be made fun of because mm. when I was a kid, I was a large kid as well. And I got made fun of all the time. Mm. I didn't want to put myself out there as an adult. So I hid. 
but now I can be proud of who I am. Not, not because I've lost the weight, sure. but because I'm proud of myself and the hard work that I put in to get here. And I'm mostly proud of just random people on Twitter or Facebook who are educators that I've never met before randomly saying, how did you do it? Can you, can we please talk? Yeah. And I, and I chat with them and now they are on a journey and now they've are 20, 30, 40 pounds, not because of me, but because if I could do it, they could do it. And that's that, Ooh, goosebumps again. And that's, I mean, I had a comment. The reason I wrote my book, well, I was thinking about it for a long time and praying about it. Is this something, Lord, that you want me to do? And at a conference at QLA, I was able to keynote that. And somebody came up to me afterwards and, and told me, Brent, I lost 80 pounds recently. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. And he said, and I need, because I had talked about sharing, the power of sharing in my talk. And he said, and your talk convinced me I need to share it because somebody needs to hear it. And somebody needs to take the journey that I did. And if what I did could work for somebody else, I need to share that. And, and that was basically God's answer to my prayer saying, yes, Brent, you need to do this. Um, and I love what you said that you didn't do it to lose a hundred pounds. You didn't do it because, I mean, you did it because you wanted to feel healthy. You, you did it for the discipline, you did it to, to walk alongside that teacher who was struggling to do something she's never done before. And the byproduct of that is you're wearing pink jackets now <laughs> in, a, in, in a great way. And, and, you, and you've lost 100 pounds and you're able to share your story with everybody else. And I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because you just hit it on the head. That's why I do this podcast. If somebody, even if it's one person listening to this right now, who is thinking like, I've been thinking about it. It's like, yes, <laughs> you, J Joe is saying you can do it too. And, and I'm telling you, you, you can do this too, because I had a similar story and, and I just, um, July of 2019, uh, my, my wife bought a scale. I hadn't been on a scale um, I, outside of the doctor's office in a, I don't even, I mean, in a long time. So when people say, how much you weigh? I was, I was guesstimating like, I don't know. Um, and then I stepped on the scale one day and saw a number that was like, oh my gosh. And like you said, when you look at Google or Facebook memories and stuff like that and stuff, and I saw one, it was an awards assembly at school uh, of me handing an award to a student and the pick, it was just like, Oh, like that, that's, that's not good. And in my mind's eye, I think of myself like I was 21 <laughs> and I see in Google, it's like, no, Brent, you're not 21 anymore. And for me, stepping on the scale was like, okay, I need to do something. And for me, like, you're getting up at, I mean, and I'm your discipline and your dedication. I'm so inspired by that. Um, I'm not getting up at five every morning. <laughs> well, that's not true. I am getting up at five in the morning. I'm just doing my walks at different times. Um, intermittent fasting is what I have been doing. My And for people who are looking at it, what, what the heck is that? It's essentially, I think another better word is like scheduled eating, where basically, 
I eat from 12 to eight, an eight hour window. And then I fast or I don't eat. I mean, fast is a word that'll scare a lot of people. I just stop eating from 8 p.m. to noon the next day. Now I'm asleep half that time anyway. And what I found was for me, you had talked about the discipline and you knew yourself. For me, I know myself. This is something I was like, let me give this a shot. So my wife and I started doing it together. And what I found, number one, the first thing I had to do was I had to accept the fact that I wasn't 21 years old anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if you, you struggled with this, but when I was 21, I was, was very athletic. I was playing volleyball three, four times a week, two-man volleyball. I was going to the gym five, six days a week. I mean, burning a couple thousand calories just in, in workouts. So when I was go out to eat, I would eat a lot of food. If I went to Jack in the Box, I'd get a large combo meal and I'd get two tacos for 99 cents. It's kind of an app. You're shaking your head. See, you're with me. I yep. get is my appetizer, my two tacos for 99 cents. The problem, I'm 49, about to turn 50 in two months. The problem was last year, I was still eating like I was 21 with a metabolism of a 21-year-old working out and being athletic like a 21-year-old, which I'm not. <laughs> so the first thing was like, stop getting the two tacos for 99s. I mean, just that kind of stuff. And I was going to Starbucks most mornings, getting two bagels and cream cheese and a frappuccino every morning. Number one, it was costly. Number two, I'm looking at seven, eight, 900 completely empty calories. So I just cut that out. I basically, I don't eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm, I'm eating more sensibly in terms of, am I counting stuff out like Weight Watchers? No. Do I ever, do I go to Jack in the Box every once? I still do sometimes. I don't get the two tacos though. And I'll get a chicken sandwich in, instead of a burger, but sometimes I'll get the burger. That's what I love about the intermittent fasting for anyone who's thinking about like, well, I need to try something because number one, I don't like vegetables. So any, <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't like vegetables. So it's not like, Oh, I just need to eat salads and vegetables all the time. I just can't. I, I just can't do that. So if we go out to a Mexican restaurant, I'm going to still get a carne asada burrito. I'm just not going to have two or three baskets of chips and salsa to go along with it. Or I'm not going to get the dessert at the end. I'm just being more sensible. And by cutting out that, those hollow calories at breakfast. And the other problem I had was I love licorice. That's my sweet tooth. I love Twizzlers. I love gummy bears. I love all that. And I used to pound on a Friday night. We're watching movies as a family. I used to pound a whole bag of Twizzlers at <laughs> 1030 at night. So I'm pounding 1500 completely sugar filled calories. And then I'm going to bed and it's not digested. So just by cutting out sweets, by stop, and I still have sweets, but I stop at eight and I don't have the hollow calories. At and just that Joe, I wasn't working. I'm working out now, but just from going July to about December, I said, I just want to isolate the very, I just want to pretty much see how this works. And the pound just started coming off. And then I found it at Costco. We found a total gym, one of those Chuck Norris. <laughs> it was like 300 bucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's get this. So now I'm working out five days a week. I'm walking three and a half, about three and a, three and a third, three and a quarter miles 
Um, if not at work, I'm doing that at home. Um, and I love it because it gets me out of the house. If I'm at home, I can clear my head. I'm, I'm able to pray there. I'm able to listen to books on, I was going to say on tape, on audible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's just, it's such, it's for that mental well-being. And I mean, I, I, I started in Jan, in July of 2019. I, and I've lost over 55 pounds. It, it, it just, it's just, and I feel like you said, my goal, I wanted to lose 20 pounds. And, and really it's kind of, I didn't even know if I could do that because I was, I was a certain weight at my, when we got married, when my wife and I got married and in looking at pictures, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought that I could even approach that. But I did. It's amazing. Because, because of the discipline and, and like you, I know my mind and the, and I'm a very routine and structured person so the intermittent fasting for me works great because it's very routine oriented so i just i just encourage anybody listening right now whether it's intermittent fasting whether it's like you're doing joe i mean like do you have a special diet or anything like that that you're that you're doing well you know again you know you know every everybody's different mm -hmm. because everybody is different. Right. And, and we have to make sure that we're listening to that. And we also have to make sure that we, we understand how the brain works, yeah. right? That the brain is wired for immediate satisfaction, instant gratification. And so you have to make sure that you're doing things that gratifies it in a way, but you're gratifying it in a healthy way. So I always say, uh, there's two things that I do. <clears throat> One is what I, I call banking calories. Yep. So early on, I read that if you if you are looking to lose weight, you need to be burning 800 calories more than you are taking it. And so I consider a calorie like money. And I'm very frugal. I'm very frugal. And so I try every day to uh, burn 2,500 calories. Now, Understand your body just by living burns about 1500 calories. Yeah. Right. By, by my, my running and my miles, I burn between another thousand, another 1300, depending on what I'm doing. That's money to me. Yeah. Right? And I'm earning that money and I can decide how to spend it any way that I want. And so some days I'm banking enough calories. I'm banking my 800 where, you know, I'm saving, I'm good. So I'm losing weight. There's other days I spend way too much. Right. And then there's some days that I push and I tell myself as long as by the end of the week, your bank account, you're saving enough money, you're good to go. So I don't look at days at a time because in my mind, if I look at a day at a time and I notice I fail a day, I'm going to feel bad about myself and I'm mm. more likely to fail the next day. But if, if I'm looking at multiple days at a time and then looking at a week, how did I do? Then I can make those adjustments. So that's one thing that I did. I don't want to spend my money and I try to save it. Another thing is I just made adjustments to what I'm eating, right? So yeah. for example, I like, I love the idea of intermittent fasting. I love it, but I guarantee Brent, you probably got people saying, oh, that's not healthy because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. 
I love that because I go back and say, actually, that was an advertising campaign back yep. in the 30s when yep. Kellogg's came out with cereal and they wanted you to buy it. Sure. That's absolutely not the case. Yep. Right. And so there's so much that we're told that's false. Yeah. Like eight whole grains. Yeah, but that bread has so much sugar in it. It's 300 calories a slice. It doesn't matter if it's eight whole grains. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And so I had to start recognizing that, that, that the food industry is against us. And so why not make more food at home? So I started doing that. So we started making more food at home, instant pot food, uh, smoked, smoked food. And then I made changes. So instead of my, my, my love of red meat knows no bounds, but instead of having ribeye and, and New York steaks twice a week, I went to salmon, right? There I went go. to halibut, right? I'm still feeling satisfied, but I'm not having all the extra calories because, hey, I'm being being frugal. So just making better choices. Yeah. And then at nighttime, I had to make those better choices as well because I used to love, and here's again, it's the mind saying it's healealthy for you. I used to love graham crackers. Because again, eight whole grains, it's healthy yeah, for you. Sure. But you don't eat the whole sleeve of graham crackers, right? And I would. Dunked in milk, eat those things. So instead of doing that, I'll have an apple yeah. um, or uh, a thing of yogurt. Small little changes along the way make big impacts, which is what we tell teachers all the time. Yep. I'm not telling you to learn all these tech things. Make one small change. Yeah. And then over time, you'll be even better when you look back. So that's what I, I tried to do. And it's been working. I, I love that. Yeah. Tweaks. It, it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, do I, do I still have Twizzlers? Yes, I do. I don't hold the whole bag on the couch with me. I pour, I pour some of the bites or I take some of the twists out on a paper plate or a napkin or something like that. Do I still have thin mints uh, when it, when it comes? Yes. Not the entire sleeve uh, as, as I used to do. Uh, which is, or the entire box. No, I don't think I ever did a box at the time, <laughs> but I definitely would do it, pound a whole sleeve at the mm -hmm. same time. And for anyone listening and who is a coffee drinker right now, as you were talking about in the morning, those tweaks, my wife is a big coffee drinker and she's doing this too. You can do intermittent fasting and still drink coffee because my wife's done a lot of the research on the science behind it. And basically 30 calories is like that. It's negligible. So what she does is she has two cups every morning and she's got like some almond milk and, and just the creamer. And if she put, if it's 15 calories in each one of those little tablespoons or something like that, she can do it. And basically it doesn't count. So you, I mean, you're not going to do the, the frappuccinos that are 450 calories and pure sugar like I used to love and I still love. I'm just, if I do that, like you said, I'm going to bank it. And that like, there's my dessert. I'm going to do that as a treat in the afternoon and not as my breakfast in the morning. Because like you said, it's, it's not the most important meal in the day. That was a, and it's just, again, I, what I love about it is, how quickly my body adjusted to this, this, this way of living, because I've been doing it now for going on a year and a half. And right now, now I'm just maintaining. Now it's, it's a way of life. I'm not looking to lose more weight because I've, I've lost more than I thought I would be able to lose. Now I don't want to lose more weight. I can't afford to lose more weight because I've already had to buy pants <laughs> twice, <laughs> but new pairs of pants because the old ones didn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I, I just how after just about a month, I started getting full more quickly. And that was another thing kind of in addition to recognizing I'm not 21 anymore. The other thing that I had to reteach myself is if I'm eating and I'm full, stop. <laughs> because before, I don't know if you've ever, you're nodding your head. So I think you're with me. It's like, but Brent, there's still food on the plate. <laughs> so I have to keep, there's still half a plate full of food. So I have to keep eating. And it's like, no, if you're full, stop. <laughs> You know, I like I used to travel a lot for, for work and, and I would get a per diem, right? Mm. And and that per diem was like, I mean, you know, coming coming from being a teacher, you don't ever get nobody gives you money for food. You have to either bring it or spend it. Yep. And so being able to travel as work and getting this per diem, I'm like, I have to spend it. Yeah. I have to spend all of it. If I don't spend all of it, it's like I'm wasting money. And so I would go in and I would I would order a dinner and I'd still have $20 left. So I'd order something to go just in case. And then that just in case turned into, well, it's there. You don't want to waste it. Sure. And so you'd eat it. Right. And and that ruined, that ruined me. Right. To the point where I start complaining to the airlines, hey, these seats are getting smaller. No, it wasn't the seats. It wasn't the seats getting smaller. Right. And so at, at some point we have to take that accountability for ourselves, but understand the choices that we make. Yeah. Understand we're going to make good choices. We're going to make bad choices. Right. But at the end of the week, let's just hope you make more good choices than bad choices. And I love the fact that you said it's not a diet. Diets yeah. are moments in time. Diets are meant to be, be to, you're meant to break your diets. Yeah. A lifestyle change is something that can be done no matter where you are or how you're doing it, yeah. right? Like you're fasting. If you travel, you can still fast, yep. right? It's not like you're, you're missing out. You don't have to have your calorie calculator with you. It's, it's a lifestyle change. And I, and I love that because that's what we have to do. And again, if you're using like a Noom or a Weight Watchers or a Jenny Craig, there's nothing against that. I go, but just make sure that you can do it on your own if you yeah. need. And that's, that's key. Yeah, it, it, it's sustainable. That's when people ask, how'd you do it? How do you feel? It's like, I, it's a way of life now that, that, I, that I don't see stopping because A, it's working. B, I, I feel good. And like you said, it, I, I, don't, I, don't, it's, I, don't, I could do this traveling. I could do this at whatever restaurant if we go out to eat. Not that we can go out to eat right now because restaurants are open, but back when were those open again uh, and we can do that, it's something that, that is sustainable. And I think for, as you, were, as you were mentioning that, what popped into my head was for anyone listening who's, maybe, maybe it's not a ton of weight that you need to lose. Maybe it's something, maybe it's just you both and I, we talked about we walk. And that's something that the silver lining of the pandemic back in March was I started walking. Now I started walking because I had to get out of my doggone house after seven or eight consecutive Zoom meetings. So in the afternoon, I would go and I would walk. And maybe I was answering emails on the walk. But I was out of the house. I was getting fresh air. I was socially distanced from everybody. And it was, it was healthy. It was, again, it was that fresh air. It was a way to get out. And now when I go out, it's like, again, whether it's prayer for the first part of my walks and then an audio book for the second part of my walk. 
it's I'm getting away from work. And I would just encourage anyone listening, start there. And it doesn't have to be three miles. Like you said, your runs, you worked your way up. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's just walking around the block. And then next week, you walk around the block twice. <laughs> and, and, and because I, didn't, I started at about a mile, mm-hmm. just walking at a mile. And then I went up to about a mile and a half, and then two, and then two and a half. And now I'm at about three and a third miles. I have, I've got a route that I do. And every once in a while, I'll jog a portion of that if, if I'm feeling good if my body's feeling it i'll jog some of that and um anyway i just i just encourage anybody out there to the to you can do this if if i can do this <laughs> if i can do this and joe's if you could i mean if we can do this mm-hmm. anybody can do this and it doesn't have to be 100 pounds it doesn't have to be 55 pounds it just i mean if nothing else, it will help your uh, your mental well-being. Yeah. And I'll also say something else as well. And that's, you know, there's truth to addition by subtraction in this mm-hmm. as well. Because I, I talked to a lot of teachers that said, well, I can never do what you do because I can't get up at five. I go, okay. So, you know, talk through your day. And they talk through their day. And the day always ended with laying in bed, watching TV for a couple hours. Or going, going to their office playing Call of Duty for two hours. I go, if you subtract that, then you can get up. So really you can. You're just not doing it. Yeah. I go, now guess what? Now, if you, if you normally spend two hours watching TV at night, imagine if you spent two hours watching TV on the treadmill. Right? You're, now you're getting the best of both worlds. So I always said, what's your carrot? So yeah. for me... I gave up TV. I don't watch TV unless I'm on the treadmill. Mm. That's the only place I get to watch TV. I don't listen to podcasts unless I'm on my walk. Right. And so you give something up that you do unless you're doing something that benefits your health. And so now when I wake up at five in the morning, I'm excited because I get to listen to the next chapter. Yeah. Right, I get to talk to my friends I, on Marco Polo. We leave each other. It's like Marco Polo. If you if you don't know, it's like if Boxer and Flipgrid had a baby. You get to Ooh. leave these these voice video messages to one another. You listen to the messages and then you respond back on your walk. It's great. I love it. It's very cathartic because you don't have somebody interrupting the conversation. It's you let all of it out and then they can listen to it on their own time and respond to it on their own time. Fantastic. I love it. It makes the walks go by so fast that I had to actually add another mile onto my walk to get through them all, which is good. And then I go onto my treadmill and then I watch, I watch my shows, right? Like I watched all 12 seasons of bones on the treadmill. Wow. And I love that show. And I, it made me excited to get out there and get on the treadmill. So what's your carrot? I call it the carrot. What's your carrot? What can you, what can you subtract from your night? That's not good. And then add that to your morning to make it better. So I, I always said, what can you do? And there's so much we can do. And I just, yeah. I just encourage the, all, all your listeners, find your carrot and get excited about the workout. Love that. Love that. Yeah. You multitask. Like you said, you're, you're listening to podcasts or you're listening to an audio book while you're working out. The number of books that I have, air quotes here, read in the last year. I mean, I, I have read more in the last year via Audible than I have 
for pleasure in the last three or four, probably, because I had dedicated time to do that. If my walk takes me 50, 51 minutes, which is about what it takes, and I'm listening for about 30 of those, I, I look forward to, like you said, I get, I get to read my book. I get to, air quotes again, read my book as I'm walking every day. I mean, it's, it's awesome. What you said there reminded me, I just found a quote, Abraham Lincoln, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. What you want now and what you want most. Find your carrot, find your carrot, and go for it. I love it. I love and, it, Joe. And, you know, in, in closing for myself, I just want to say my favorite accomplishment or favorite takeaway from this is that I can play with my daughters, two years, two years old and four years old, and not get tired. Mm. I can dance to all the songs of Moana, to all the songs of Frozen. I could dance to every single song and never get tired. And you know what? That is the greatest blessing that I could have received from this entire journey that I've been on. Oh, that is a perfect, what, what, what better carrot than your kids? What better carrot than your kid? That's, that is fantastic. What, what great motivation. Joe, thank you, man. I really appreciate this. And I'm hoping people uh, got something out of this again. I did. I'm, I'm more, I'm more inspired than I was even before listening, listening to you. So I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Absolutely. My pleasure. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I want to say congratulations to yourself as well. Um, you know, hard, hard work and discipline is not easy. And, uh, knowing that you've been doing this for over a year now, that, that helps guide me knowing that, um, you know, you know, time will pass, but, but, but a change in lifestyle is forever. And, and that makes an inspiration to me. So I thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, Joe. Uh, th that's awesome. So for people who want to get in touch with you, want to connect with you, follow you, follow you online, listen to your podcast, uh, plug those, plug your handle, your podcast, your website. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can definitely get a hold of me on Twitter. So I'm at Joe Marquez seven zero. Um, if you want to be a part of my 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 friends, they they call it the Walk and Talk with Joe Marquez. So if you want to get on that Marco Polo group, just uh, tweet me, and we'll get you connected, and we can just talk all all we want. You can ask me any questions you want. And then uh, Kyle Anderson and I we have a podcast called the Sons of Technology Podcast, uh, which happens every other week. And we just talk about the problems facing educators today. And from an educator point of view, how would we solve them um, if, 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 we, if we could? And it's just a great roundtable discussion of friends just, you know, brainstorming how we can change the world one episode at a time. So uh, I'm completely open to connecting. And uh, my, my passion is to change the world. And the best people to help do that is educators. And so the more educators I know, then the better the world is for it. Amen. Amen. Well, again, it's never been a more timely, a timely point in history than right now for your podcast and for what you do. So thank you for, for putting that out there. It's good stuff. Again, guys, uh, be sure to follow Joe. Ch check out his podcast, uh, his and Kyle's podcast, because it is fantastic. So Everyone, thank you for listening, Joe. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe. Again, you can subscribe in 
any of your favorite podcasters, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can listen directly on my website at brentcoley.com. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening, Joe. Once again, thank you, my friend. And until next time, have a good one.